0: This is ESPN 1530, an iHeart radio station.
1: You can find me in the club, or you can find me right here on ESPN1530.com.
2: This is Don't Question Yourself. I am Mario Duramus. I think I prefer finding people in the club. Happy Get Rich or Die Trying Today. My name is Perrin Blaine. Do you really think that this album was
1: better than the documentary?
2: Yes, as 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 far as how it impacted the culture, yes.
1: I, I think it set the tone for for the documentary. But I think could look like looking back now at it, I think the documentary is, is a, a better album, start to finish. I, but I definitely I definitely say this is a top ten. First off, it's a top ten debut album, but it's definitely one of the top ten albums of our generation. Big facts. Oh, well, we're not here to talk about 50 cents today, unfortunately. I wish 50 was on the show. Canon? One day, soon. Soon. We can bring him on, talk about power, talk about his career, talk about Ja Rule, him buying
2: Murder Inc. By the way, by the way, real fast, uh favorite favorite song off that album? Many men. That's that's the consistent area by favorite, but I'm gonna go back down. That this to Ja Rule. I li- Like, I, I tweeted earlier, I legit felt bad for Ja Rule after I heard that.
1: Yeah, look, I get that. But I think for me, many men, I felt like I I understood his entire story based off that one song. Easily, easily. And It's a great song. Yeah, and I think that, honestly, I think that it, even if he dropped that album today, it would be a classic, hands down. I think I think what he should do, he should go on tour and just do all, all the do everything from
2: that album. I won't be mad at that. I won't be mad at that at all. Hey, Fifty, Mister Dreamers ha, ha, has a proposition for you: make some more money. <laughs> but as you said this is not, this is not. We're not dedicated. We're not here to talk Fifty Cent all day. Not today. Maybe somewhere down the line. But instead, we're talking Zach Taylor. And, De- who's definitely not 50 cent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, look, I, for me personally, I, I don't want to come in and just talk about Zach Taylor, who he is, because that's already been done. Uh, Cincinnati media has already talked about that enough. And they're going to continue talking about him because that's
2: the only thing going on in Cincinnati w- nice sports right now.
1: I want to talk about things that come along with getting Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor Obviously, was offensive coordinator for the Rams. He's a younger guy, but I don't think people, you know, obviously he's not Marvin Lewis. That's the that's the big thing. He's not Marvin Lewis. He's got a new coaching staff that he'll bring in. I already brought in an uh, offensive coordinator in Ryan Callahan. And didn't bring in a certain guy
2: that you were upset he didn't bring in.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, the story broke that Jack Del Rio will not be the defensive coordinator because of quote unquote it wasn't the right fit. I don't know what that means. B- bad defense, good defensive coordinator. Seems like that would be. Seems like that would be the, the, the fit that you want. You want somebody that's going to come in and improve the, the defense, right? You would think. But Jack Del Rio, unfortunately, is not that guy. I said him and Taylor spoke and they came to the decision together. It was, I guess it was a mutual thing that they didn't feel. Neither side felt that Del Rio was the right fit for the Bengals' defensive coordinator position, so the search continues. However, I think it's more than just offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator that comes along with Zach Taylor that you have to worry about. You have to look at Andy Dalton. He's the quarterback for at least the next two seasons. At least that's what his contract says. Big facts. But we don't know if he's Zach Taylor's guy. We don't know if he's the the type of quarterback that he wants for his system. Obviously, he he did talk about Andy Dalton, uh, to the media. And did you see when he, him and Andy Dalton spoke when he first got to the facility?
2: Yeah, told him he watched almost every snap at him uh, of him when he's at TCU. Yeah, and said that you know he, he's been following him uh, since his college days. Said all the things the coach supposed to say, say to a quarterback. Yeah,
1: and and he doesn't want to say anything off the back to run rub him the wrong way. Right. I mean, that's what anybody would do when they first get a job. Right. You go in and you want to at least appease people. You want to do all the right things, say all the right things, so that
2: the, right. so that people don't so you don't rub people the wrong way. Especially to a guy like you said who's here contractually for the next 2 years. Yeah. And I
1: mean obviously Andy Dalton has been a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's led the Bengals to the playoffs. Not yet got a playoff win, but that's to be determined. But we don't know if that's if if Andy Dalton is the the guy that he wants ultimately. Andy Dalton is is getting up there. He's a more veteran quarterback. And if you look at Jared Goff's past two seasons, he's played well. 32 touchdowns this past season, only 12 interceptions. 2017, under Taylor, in his first season, well, it was Taylor's first season there, it was Goff's second season, 28 touchdowns to just seven interceptions. The past two seasons for Andy Dalton have not been that way. Just last season, and I know he had, he was injured, uh, f- for a few games. He only played eleven games last season, but twenty-one touchdowns to eleven interceptions, not terrible. Season before, twenty-five touchdowns to twelve interceptions, it's not terrible. But golf's numbers were better, seemingly, right? Taryn, look, the the one thing I will say is I don't think there are a lot of players on the roster right now who. I can say his job is safe for the next year or two. I will say
2: I do think Joe Mixon is safe. I was say, yeah, Joe Mixon. The running back's position, Joe Mixon is definitely safe. I think Tyler Boyd is safe. Big backs. A.J. Green, I'm not so sure. No, he is not safe, and nor should he be. As we alluded to many a time on previous podcasts, we both – are somewhat in agreement that the Bengals should be looking to possibly move on from AJ Green and Andy Dalton at some point. See what they can see what they can get, what they can acquire. Maybe draft picks, maybe uh another another players, who knows. Just just put them out there and see what see what teams offer. But this is one thing. Are you concerned
1: about Zach Taylor coming in, and with all the rumors for Dale Rio to be the defensive coordinator, but now that position is still vacant. Do you think? Do you think Bengals fans should be concerned? Because I mean, we're getting real close to the combine for one, two. Because I mean, you you need to. The reason that's important because you have to know the type of personnel that or the type of players that you need to fit schemes. Do you think Bengals fans should be worried about that ultimately because, I mean, there's no telling. I mean, he could get a defensive coordinator tomorrow or it could be two weeks from now. Well, he
2: did. Well, he did address that, and he said that basically he doesn't feel any pressure or any rush to find a defensive coordinator so fast. He he felt like he, he's not as behind the eight ball as everybody thinks he is, was now just being – being introduced as the Bengals head coach, uh, and like you said, Jack Del Rio, he said he felt like he wasn't the right fit. And that's one. That's one thing he said. They're gonna take their time filling out the staff and make sure that it's a right fit. He's he's all about changing the culture. Uh, he's not. He said it's not, it's not. He's not gonna. It's gonna be a process. Basically, it's not gonna happen April first. It's not gonna happen August first. If basically it's going to take some time to to get this thing get this ball rolling. So basically from what from what I got from what I got when he said that is Bengals fans shouldn't expect a quick turnaround. Basically it's saying Bengals shouldn't be hoping to win necessarily this year.
1: Yeah, no. And 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 that's that's fair because you don't want to go start out saying that I'm gonna take this team to a championship, and you know what I mean. No,
2: yeah, yeah, obviously not a championship, but or, or even the playoffs because but, that's but, high expectations. But but to, but two, our topic we discussed last week should should will fans be upset that that's not going to happen? Yeah, no, it,
1: and uh, no, you're absolutely right. But the one thing I will say about Zach Taylor, and obviously he said in his press conference, because uh, he actually had comments about being in Cincinnati. And about what Bengals fans can expect from him and what he's going to try to do, and basically how he feels about football in this town. Here he is.
2: This is a great city. This is a football town. I recruited the high schools. It's unbelievable. It's it's probably the best city of high school football of anywhere I've ever been. And you uh, see an unbelievable college program right in our own backyard. And so, um, this is a football town. People are hungry for it. They want it on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so, Uh, we're going to do our best to put the best product on the field and make them very happy. This is a great football town. I'm not even going to lie. It is. No, he's absolutely right.
1: And obviously he was the offensive coordinator for Tommy Tuberville at the University of Cincinnati. Recruited Desmond Ritter. Yeah. But it's not saying much because, I mean, they actually ended up having a, a very bad season that year, and it was Tuberville's last season.
2: But, I mean, but, but look at look at Ritter now. Yeah,
1: and I, I think that we can – I think looking at, at it now, you don't – we can't necessarily judge him just off of that alone. I think what we can look at is the simple fact that, like you said, he did recruit Desmond Ritter, who is now showing that he's a winning quarterback. And – but th- but does does that make you wonder about how
2: he f- may feel about Andy Dalton? Because, uh, are you saying because that's not his guy? That's not who he, he went out? Exactly. I mean, to a certain degree, yeah. I mean, obviously he said he's been watching Andy Dalton since he was in college, watched all of the games. So I think there is some interest there to work with Dalton to see – what little they can get, they can get out of Dalton. But I do believe that once his contract's up, or if it doesn't work out so well in his first year with Dalton, that he's looking to move on. Now, I've been highly, highly touting uh, Dwayne Haskins. I told, uh, I said on this podcast, Bengals should do whatever they can to move, move up and get Dwayne Haskins, and. Yeah. And, and even and even if they don't get Dwayne Haskins, potentially take a, a look at Kyler Murray, if you can almost guarantee that he's going to play football. And speaking of that,
1: I, that's interesting you say that, because this morning Phil Yates was on uh, Golick and Wingo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and said that the Bengals should draft Kyler Murray, and that's basically what that's the that's the type of player that the Bengals need to basically change the culture in Cincinnati. And he said, I can't remember exactly verbatim what he said uh, regarding Murray, but it was something along those lines. And I don't – so this is – because this is interesting right now to me because right now they they have Murray – some people have Murray projected early, some people have him later. If he's there at 11 – Assuming that the Bengals keep the number 11 pick. With drafting Kyler Murray and benching him for a season, would that, do you think that Bengals fans would be okay with that? Or should be okay with that?
2: Will they be, should they be okay with it? Yes. Will they be okay with it? No uh they they look they seen what they seen Andy Dalton at at his best uh they they know Andy Dalton's ceiling it's almost like the, it's almost like the Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco uh, thing you got a, a a bright new shiny toy sitting on your sitting on your bench you, you can't wait to, you can't wait to play with it see and see what all it does Dalton's going to be the starting quarterback week 1 but the Bengals—that's that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a given. No matter who they, no matter who the backup is, or, or if they draft a quarterback or not. But if they do take, like said, I'm all for taking Kyler Murray. But you have my thing is you have to make sure he's going to be around for the long call and that baseball is potentially over. It's because I mean, Deion Sanders thirty for thirty came out the other week. Uh, They talk about his time playing both baseball and for the Braves and the Falcons, which was, that's cool, worked for Deion. That was in the same city. Oakland, Cincinnati, two to- uh, different sides of the world. Deion played cornerback. Quarterback is the uh, most important position, especially in all the sports. Kyle Murray, you, you need Kyler Murray's absolute 100% dedication and focus Want to take that take that next step and potentially go to the playoffs and, and beyond? Kyler Murray is is a, is a high risk, high reward type of deal. You
1: know, we and we talked about that before, and I I agree 100 percent with you. But I don't know if I'm okay with them drafting a quarterback in the first round when they have Dalton. I think. I mean, not unless you have intentions on on trading, dollars. I think that free agency will be more quarterback friendly than the draft because at least the free agent you have, like, you know what he can do. you You've seen him play at the pro level. If you go out and get a veteran free agent, you get a quarterback in the draft I mean, mean, getting anybody new would be a gamble because you never know how they'll fit fit the system. But I think it's less of a risk to go out and get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. I think you can get Bridgewater still pretty cheap on a short-term deal. But is Bridgewater the future? Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have to be the future because, look, let's say – They can't get Haskins and Murray's too – and they say, you know what, we like Murray, but I don't know if he's a franchise guy. Next year's quarterback class is projected to be better. If you can go out and get Bridgewater – I mean, look, you have Dolan still, right, but I think what's really important for this Bengals team for next season is that they get a backup quarterback – that could potentially step in and win games. I don't believe Jeff Driscoll is that guy. At least he didn't prove it to me in the, in the what, the six games that he played. Big or facts. The, I think a guy like Bridgewater will go out, he'll compete with Andy. Even, even if he doesn't take the starting job from Andy, I think that's the type of backup that you need. Because the the two things that have stopped the Bengals from either making the playoffs or winning the playoff game in the past four seasons has been the back quarterback. A.J. McGarrett, he did play well. But I tell people all the time, you let the game come down to the fourth quarter. There should have been separation prior to that. And by more. A lot of people believe if Andy Dalton would have played that game, the Bengals wouldn't want, right? Well, if you, if you they believe that, if majority of the people... A majority of the Bengals fans believe that, then that means that did they really think that AJ McCarron had that that great of a game? I say no. He did enough to get them the lead. They had the game sealed up, but then a few things happened and it ended up with Pittsburgh winning the game. But if you had a if you had a better backup quarterback, or if Andy Dalton is starting. You win that game. If you go out get Teddy Bridgewater or a veteran like that in the free agency, the guy, you don't have to pay too much. You can get on a short term deal. I think that's the that's the most important thing for Zach Taylor. That's what
2: he'll have to do. See, I'm not. I uh-uh, I, I, I don't like being that bridge. I don't like that bridge guy. I don't like them going out getting a veteran so they can be that bridge guy to potentially hoping you get a a good quarterback next year. I mean, like I said, this next year's quarterback draft is uh is much deeper than than this year. As right now they got, I don't get, I, I don't get it. He, I, I don't think Ivan Justin Herbert, quarterback for Oregon, is is a projected number one overall. Quarterback next year project, projected. Yeah, Jason Stidham from Auburn is number two. Shea Patterson is number three. I mean, you can go down to Will
1: Greer's... But, but I mean, but all, all all those things are potential to change depending upon how next college season goes, and maybe some underclassmen will enter the draft. Maybe some people will stay. It just you you never know, you know. And but I, I get it. I mean, you always have the, the projections, but. With the fact that they even say that it's deeper means that you have more options. This year, limited options are the guys who are projected to be you know, it's it's the fourth best quarterback this year better than the sixth best quarterback next year. You know what I mean? No, like but and, I, I, and, and that's where it that's where it'll factor in the most.
2: And but what, I think personally this just me. I think the top two quarterbacks in this year's class Haskins and Murray will be much better than any other potential quarterbacks coming out next year. See, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all.
1: The guy from the guy from Oregon is—he's really good. Like if you watch him play, this guy he can sit back in the pocket. He kind of reminds me of Marcus Mariota, but he's better. Like from an accuracy standpoint, Mariota was extremely efficient in college. And that's one thing that people raved about him until they got to the national championship, of course, when they lost to Ohio State. And he was actually the opposite, and they ended up getting hurt uh, as he injured his shoulder. But all season, Mariota, he was extremely accurate, made little mistakes. Same thing with the quarterback up in Oregon right now. Shay Patterson has a great ability to escape the pocket. Doesn't always make the best decisions. Sometimes holds on to the ball too long, but it's the upside there. Yes, he can't make all the throws. He can make all the throws. He can. They and they even say I've heard every analyst say he's the best quarterback at throwing on the run.
2: I'm still in all in all the college football. I'm still taking Haskins or Murray over 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 Patterson.
1: I like Kyler Murray, but my, my big thing about Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is an exceptional athlete, a very good quarterback, but at the next level, will he be that good? I like you said, high risk, high reward. And I I don't know if And I only say if that, he's worth I mean, look, I,
2: I get it. My risk is only the baseball thing. I think I think it's that's, more than that. That's 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 my only risk is is, is if he's going, if if he if he thinks he wants to still
1: play baseball. But I I mean look I mean I I get where you're going with that because I think Kyler Murray is an exceptional athlete and for them to say he's, a, I, I was watching the Oklahoma game I forget who they're playing I think they're playing Oklahoma State or Texas, and the analysts – I think they were playing Texas and the uh the analyst said that. He's the greatest. He's probably the greatest high school f- football player ever in the state in of Texas. Texas. Yes, has all the records. Yeah, like, and that's that's saying a lot because the the history of high school football in Texas is pretty big. Well yeah. known. Yeah. And when he said that, I'm like, well, this this kid is really end up winning the Heisman Trophy, as we saw, and taking the teams to the college football playoffs.
2: Everybody thought they was gonna take Oklahoma's gonna take a step back, losing Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, and, and obviously, I mean, this this guy came. I won't say out of nowhere, but you know, nobody expected Kyler Murray to be who he became. Nope. But but this is these are all the things that interest me with the things that come along with Zach Taylor, because we have to figure out. I mean, we have to. Well, I guess we won't be able to figure out as much as we'll be able to see. What he the the things that he does, and the one thing that I'll say, Bengals fans have to accept everything that he does, because this is a new regime. It, people wanted a coach, and they wanted an organization that wasn't afraid to make moves. And the, I think the most impressive thing about me from this week was the the comments that Mike Brown made, and Mike Brown basically said the reasons why he hired. Zach Taylor over every other coach that they interviewed, and here's Mike Brown.
0: But these young guys uh, are, are uh, energetic, they're open-minded, they're up with the trends, uh, they're open to new ideas, they listen, and I think that's a good thing.
2: I'm not buying that. See, I, I don't don't take a coach just because it's, it's the trendy thing to do now. Well, well, see, this is the thing, right?
1: The the thing that Stood out to me was Energetic And open-minded And you you know the, The craziest thing about that to me is That's been everything That Mike Brown and Marvin Lewis Haven't been in the past five years Or so Because they've been so Everything's been across the board It's been consistent Things Like the moves that you expect them to make They've made So I I have to say this the the one thing at the end that I did not like when I that I heard was they listen. So is Mike Brown just basically going to try to is is he going to say, look, you're going to be my yes man again? That's what I don't want to see out of Zach Taylor. I want Zach Taylor to be able to to do things and make decisions that we haven't seen in Cincinnati with, I mean, look, the, the Reds, look what they're doing. They're, they're out there making trades. They're making moves. They get, they went out and got pitching. They didn't get great pitchers, but they got different pitchers. With what Mike Brown was saying. So do, do you not, do you not believe that Mike Brown may be willing to, to let Zach Taylor
2: have a little bit more freedom than you let Marvin Lewis have. Nope, because we haven't seen this yet, and he even said in, in his press conference, Marvin was my friend. You you would think you would be able to trust your friend a little bit more, and like I said before, I, I don't. Zach Taylor, it, it, it's still to be it's still to be determined on if it's a good hire or not. I I don't know, but just I wouldn't don't I wouldn't just. Choose a coach just because, like I said, it's the trendy thing to do right now, and he's and he and he's a, he's the next young guy. But that's don't, what don't, Bengals don't follow the trend. But no. that's what Bengals fans wanted. They don't want. They, they didn't want. They didn't want to follow. They just wanted Marvin out of there. They didn't want to follow the trend. They just wanted a new coach. It was Everybody, every Bengals fan who's called in this radio station, I heard Eric be enemy. Eric be enemy. Eric be enemy, and he's not. He's not young. Well, yeah, and and honestly. I will
1: say this. I don't think that Young is the trend or has been the trend for successful quarterbacks that we've seen over the past few years. Andy Reid coaching tree has been the trend for successful coaches. Think about it. Doug Peterson. Andy Reid coaching tree. I I, I know know, know the
2: list. I know the list. So,
1: look, I, I mean, I get it that around the board in the NFL that's been the that's been the trend for a younger coach or a, a first time head coach but younger coach not so much Andy Reid coaching tree was the trend for successful quarterbacks this this is an experiment of a coach because he's going straight from quarterback coach to head coach.
2: That's what I'm saying. He hasn't even been a coordinator yet. He's 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 well, not he's, for a full season. He's just worked with a position. And then you
1: bring in Brian Callahan, who was a quarterback coach for the Oakland Raiders, to be the offensive coordinator.
2: So basically you Hold on, I gotta let me see. So, and I thought Was he I thought he was The O-line coach I thought he was The quarterback coach Okay yeah Quarterback coach Yeah, yeah Out so, of, so, from Oakland Yeah So basically you're telling me It takes two quarterback coaches Just to fix Andy Dolly Or potentially fix Andy Dolly
1: I don't know if they If they want to fix Andy Because look That's why I said We have to see Maybe that's
2: why They didn't want Jack Del Rio And a former Quarterback coach <laughs> Well, I don't think
1: you want a former quarterback coach as a defensive coordinator, but I
2: I won't Tony Romo as my defensive coordinator if he predicted these plays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is this is gonna be interesting and you know, Zach Taylor talked about he'll be calling the, the uh the plays on offense. Not an issue. Andy Reid did it. And Andy Reid, yeah, Andy Reid called plays when Doug Peterson was there. But this is the one thing we have to we have to uh, remember. He's not Sean McVay. He said, and he even came out and said he's not trying to be Sean McVay, or and he's not gonna be Sean McVay.
2: Fine. But he did come out and say they will be foolish not to look at the Rams' success and say we don't want to try to mimic what the Rams are doing. Well, yeah, I, I think, and that's I think that's what any sport that you kind
1: of want to mimic. What a winning organization or winning team does because I mean they say it all the time anyway it's a copycat league, but I think that with a a first of all a, a young first time head coach, I think he w- he may make some unpopular moves that's why I said I don't think many players are safe. Especially, well, at least on the offensive side. The defensive side, I don't even know what type of defense they're going to run next season. They don't either.
2: They don't even know who's all going to play defense next year. They, so, got a, they got a lot of holes they need to fill on that defense. So mm-hmm. I think
1: that what the Bengals fans should be doing, and 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 you know what's crazy because LeBron James, right, you see you saw the picture that came out. We're basically everyone Lucky
0: Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I was isolated from LeBron on the bench at the pace, at, uh, during the Pacers game, right? Yeah. And everybody's talking about how toxic LeBron is or LeBron being there and how basically there's turmoil within the organization because of all the trade rumors that have been looming. I agree. But LeBron is toxic. But to a this, certain degree. But this is the thing. The Lakers, the the players they shouldn't be isolated from LeBron they shouldn't feel any type of way about LeBron being there and I'll tell you why because his 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 past should show you that that's what comes along with playing with with LeBron look at look at what happened with the Cavaliers last season that man basically played with two entirely different teams that's Cleveland it doesn't matter. That's what comes along he ain't with no,
2: he it. Ain't, he ain't never separated himself in Miami.
1: He didn't have to. One, because Miami, he was going there to to team up with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. And he felt, and, and this is just my honest belief, I believe that he felt that, one, Dwayne Wade already had a championship ring, so he already knew that, and obviously Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Fame player. Chris Bosch on the same level, right? All superstars. Kyrie was a superstar, but then Kyrie had left. LeBron at that point was the lone superstar. He was in he was more in control. In Miami, for one, Pat Riley wasn't letting that happen. It was we're gonna do it this way, LeBron. We'll get you the we'll get you, way Bosch, the players that you need around you. But we won't let you make all the calls. Cleveland's different story. Look, this it, should, just, it shouldn't be like that with Magic in LA. It you, shouldn't be. You would think that it wouldn't be, but it is. And I'll tell you why. Because the Lakers have look. Let's let's be honest. Since losing Kobe, they've been trying to find that spark.
2: And they had the spark, but I, that's a whole different rant for a whole other day. They, I'm a Lakers fan, folks. So this is hitting home. But look. I'm just being
1: I'm just being honest with you. Like the Lakers players and fans, they have to be willing to accept that. That look, we we got LeBron. Now we have to take what's going was gonna come along with LeBron. We don't and have the, to take. The, hold on, this is like we have to. I'm just saying, if you wanted LeBron, this is what you have. I to. I didn't want the, LeBron, and I understand it. But I'm just saying the the consensus, the masses. You wanted LeBron. This is this is what you have to be willing to accept that this comes along with LeBron. You want Zach Taylor, you want a new a new feeling in Cincinnati for the football team, this is what you have to be willing to accept. The fact that A.J. Green might not be on the team next year. The fact that Andy Dalton might not be on the team. The fact that there may be a little bit of turmoil with inside the organization now because there may be some moves that are made that aren't popular and not popular in the sense of people don't want them, but people aren't used to them. Or there may be things that come along with it that, hell, there there might be things that come along with it that the, the media won't like. You know what I mean? It's just that these are the things you have to be willing to accept, just like the Lakers have to be willing to accept the fact that everybody's everybody's on the trading block in L.A. because that's what comes along
2: with LeBron James. So, what about these folks that feel like me, who weren't a fan of Zach Taylor, who wanted Eric Biehn enemy who didn't want LeBron in L A. What 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 do you say? What do you say for us? I say that I mean it's
1: unfortunate that you didn't. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. We were, you, you we told
2: we told you so.
1: You didn't want LeBron in L A. Some fans, Some fans didn't, didn't want Jack Taylor. That. Some and a lot of people did, because a lot of people believed that it would be Eric Bieniemy because uh, again, that was the trend. People knew that. I think people who watch football knew that. That's really what the trend was. To go to the Andy
2: Reid coaching tree, get the offensive coordinator. Not only that, not only that, because he just came from Andy Reed tree. Also because, because they had, were he had history with the Bengals. was a well, former he, player. He had history, but we're looking at the trend, right? I'm not looking at trends. No, you, I don't you shouldn't hire a coach just because of a, just because of a trend. No. Well, I'm not for that. No,
1: he shouldn't be hired because he shouldn't have been hired because it was the trend. He should have been hired because they had the number 1 offense in the NFL last season and they also had a quarterback that won the MVP and offensive player of the, of the year award. If that's where you fail, what you feel but w- what was struggling? Because right, but, their, Bengals offense isn't a problem. But like like you said, Bengals fans just wanted. You said the majority just wanted a coach that wasn't what Marvin Lewis. Yes, they didn't want anybody that was associated with Marvin Lewis. So they got that. A lot fact, of, they didn't
2: get Eric Bieniemy, but they got a lot Zach of, Taylor. A lot of Bengals fans are like me. They when they come, they they wanted their cake and they want to eat it. They wanted to eat it too. Yeah,
1: but. You know, unfortunately, like my mama said, growing up, you can't always get
2: what you want. Sometimes you just got to take what you what you can get. And in and, and in words of the, of the great Levar Ball, sometimes you got to speak it into existence.
1: Yeah, and you know what? If Eric Bieniemy's not a head coach in two seasons and things aren't going well for Zach Taylor, then maybe. But I think.
2: He'll be – Airbnb will be off the
1: market. By but I, I think the one thing that Bengals fans have to do, they have to be optimistic. They have to be optimistic that Zach Taylor will come in, do the things that are necessary to take this team to not only the playoffs, but to, to their play
2: first playoff win in over two decades. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this, is, this is nonsense. Night Sports Related. I just got an update on my phone, breaking NBA trade news. Washington Wizards that traded Otto Porter to the Chicago Bulls for Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. Okay, I'm 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 a fan of that trade. I'm just saying, let let the let the blow up in Washington begin. Oh yeah, it, it's it's
1: bound to happen. I mean, it's unfortunate, especially. Oh, I want to say this? Uh, we'll have the opportunity. Uh, get Wilson, soon, John Wall. Yes, my. Some unfortunate incident. Now he's out for a whole another season with the torn Achilles. So get well, wall, come back. Hopefully, we can get back to the wall way. But with that being said, look, Zach Taylor. He won't be a guy. I think that'll come out in the first season and be Matt Nagy. I don't know if he'll win a Super Bowl in his second season like Doug Peterson did. But what I will say, Zach Taylor is young. They say he's an offensive guy. And I think this will be the most change we've seen the Bengals make in maybe 20 years I think Marvin Lewis was a, a great hire looking back I think that this is the next step unfortunately it took 16 seasons to take the next step but I think the one thing that that I really like about what I've heard from Zach Taylor is the fact that he talks, I mean, yeah, he says a lot of the, the pol- politically correct things, but I think that he really has a desire to win football games. And I think that he's gonna make a lot of moves that Bengals fans will like. He may make some that people don't agree with, but I think he will ultimately try to put
2: the players in the best position to win football games I just in wanna, Cincinnati. I just want to point out the one common denominator with all these trendy, young, new hires, the quarterback. What is all the other quarter – what What is McVay, Nagy, I don't even want to call Peterson that's necessarily young, but what is all what is all those three successful coaches have in common that the Bengals don't have? A quarterback, name not named Andy Dalton. True, but not only named Andy Dalton, a younger quarterback. That's that's in their second or third year. Wentz was Wentz got Peterson drafted. Wentz, yeah. Nagy, he didn't draft Trubisky, but Trubisky. This is second second year. Work with him, sat down with him. You you seen you seen the you seen the results. Jerry Goff.
1: was Sean, a Sean Bay
2: guy. That was that was the first player that he drafted. No, he didn't know.
1: Remember, Fisher drafted. Uh, oh, he Jerry did. Goff. He did draft Jerry Goff.
2: and then he was fired the following season. Yep. Boy, I'm I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying go go ahead and go ahead and, dra- and draft that draft a young guy. So so do you do you believe Kyler Murray at eleven would be.
1: Like I said, like I said, if if you get that commitment. If you were if you
2: were drafting, if you were drafting for the Bengals, the eleventh pick came around. And I talked to him. I talked to him we we got a mutual understanding. He says that he that if, if if drafted to the Bengals,
1: baseball's an afterthought. He he's gonna play football only. I'm taking that pick. I'm taking him. Yep. But would you allow him to play spring? Baseball,
2: He can stay in shape. I mean, he could do what Russell Wilson do.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. I was just about to say because Russell Wilson is uh, currently playing
2: with the Yankees. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he can. He can go play spring ball. He'll go stay another way. To stay in shape. Stay active. I ain't got no problem with that. Okay. but I mean, but, but but as far but as far as trying to do that thing, Dion the two. No, that's done. Don't spring ball is as far as it go. You're not playing. You're not playing when regular season starts and. Uh, at the end of March, nope. You can go to Cactus League, play all the games you want there, cool. But once March, once March hits and the regular season's done, you're done. Shut you down. Well, um, you know, we won't know anything
1: until we get closer to the draft, and we can find out more about the coaching style of Zach Taylor and who Zach Taylor is and who he w- as a coach and what he will become and what will the rest of the staff continue to look like. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's still, like you said, it's still a bunch of holes that need to be filled, a uh, bunch of blanks that need to be filled in. But right now I think that it's been a very interesting few days since the announcement of Zach Taylor. Um, and I, the one thing that, another thing that I will say, people can stop criticizing this man off of what Jared Goff did in the Super Bowl.
2: Man, That. Mike Florio is an idiot, bro. He's an idiot, bro. You gonna judge him off one one game against the best coach possibly to ever coach the game? Come on, dog. Yeah, people judging Zach Taylor off. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of that. That's and 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 they were still in the game, the whole game. Yeah, and and I won't. He made one. He made one bad throw. The underthrow. I won't say he made one bad throw, Wait, but that that was the most known they was like they were still in the game and that was that interception hurdle late.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think this it's just a it's a multitude of things that go into it. I mean, a guy in this what third season in the NFL going to the Super Bowl. Some hey, sometimes those games are you know, what I mean, they can be overwhelming. Some you know what I mean? There's but, you know, if they get back and he performs better because and if we're being honest, they probably shouldn't even been there in the first place. But that's
0: yeah, something else.
1: Yeah, but I I don't think that you can judge Zach Taylor off of what Jerry Goff did. And I mean, it, in reality, that's it's it's a it's a crappy thing to do. But I mean, if it's it's something to talk about, I guess if you don't have anything else to talk about, pretty much. But one thing that we do have to talk about before we get out of here. Jason Whitlock, and this is go to go back to the Lakers and talk about LeBron. He has some interesting things to say about LeBron and why. And, and
2: bear with us; this is pretty lengthy. It was only about about three minutes, but I might cut it off because I heard him numerous times and I can't listen, I can't listen to the full thing <laughs> again. But yeah, here's here's Jason Whitlock on LeBron being an only child and being toxic to the the Lakers.
0: ...as a verse today about an only child. Upbringing and capability explain us all. That's why LeBron James is no mystery. He's an only child, an extremely talented one. Those two facts explain the current dysfunctional state of the Los Angeles Lakers. Those two facts explain why James said at the end of the bench last night, alone during a 42 point loss to the depleted Indiana Pacers. Those two facts explain why chaos and upheaval followed James from organization to organization. Those two facts separate James from Jordan. The King is the only is the, an only child. It's really that simple. LeBron James grew up alone, an only child to a very young mother and no father in the home. His physical gifts made him an attraction for adults and the envy of his peers. Only children are showered with attention and affirmation. LeBron bathed in, swam in, and was submerged in attention and affirmation. He is the Superman of only children. He can leap tall obstacles with a single bound, and he can create dysfunction with a single tweak. LeBron's apologist ripped Kevin Durant for pointing out the obvious. There's a toxic environment around LeBron James. Coaches routinely get fired. Teammates routinely are discarded and diminished cities are routinely abandoned the most talented player in the history of the nba is the gypsy a rolling stone he's the 40 40- it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper Because he's freakishly talented, he's a freakishly talented only child. Like a lot of only children, LeBron is a high achiever, selfish, mature beyond his years, desperate for positive affirmation, independent, sensitive, stubborn to admit when he's wrong, and a creative thinker. Not all those characteristics are negative, but many of them are not ideal in a team sport, especially the need for praise. Athletes in need of affirmation are hard to coach and manage. There's a reason LeBron produces TV talk shows where no one challenges a word he says. There's a reason he panders for likes and retweets on social media with politically correct hot takes too shallow for even Amy Sherman.
2: Bruh. What's Jason Whitlock doing, bruh? Jason Whitlock
1: is being Jason Whitlock. And look... I don't agree at all. I do think there is some uh, again, like I said when I was in comparison to the Bengals. I think that there are things that come along with LeBron, but do I believe that he he seeks affirmation? No. I don't. I don't believe that at all. I think that LeBron. Does he believe he's the best player in the world? Yes. Does he have it? I mean, and he, and he talks about, he goes on to talk about how Tom Brady doesn't like to be called the GOAT, but LeBron does. But LeBron once said that Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time, and it basically said he's chasing ghosts When he made that reference, That that should show you well, who LeBron is. And to say that he's selfish, LeBron is probably one of the most unselfish basketball players I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what Jason Willock is talking about, man.
2: Coming from a guy who just said a few minutes ago that I wouldn't want LeBron. I didn't want LeBron on the Lakers. Now I agree. To a certain to a certain degree, he is toxic for team. All the all the media all the media attention that comes with LeBron, covering covering every little thing he does. I hate that, but that's nothing LeBron can control. That's on the media. Him having all this power and say so, like you said earlier, that didn't happen in Miami because Pat Riley laid the law down. That cut that comes down to management and ownership. Jason Woodlock dog is bruh. He's wrong on so many levels here, and like I said, this coming from a guy who who didn't want LeBron on the team. Not not a fan of LeBron at all. Respect his greatness. Respect all he's done for the game of basketball.
1: Well, that's because you're a you're a Kobe
2: Bryant loyalist. It's and this. It, I'm it, a I'm a I'm a Lakers fan. You're you're a Kobe Bryant loyalist. I'm a it, Lakers and fan, I, and, and I understand and, and, it. And Kobe is my favorite player of all time. Yes, I understand it. And you know, but yeah, look, LeBron's great. Yes, I'm top five player of all time. Yes, I admit that. Yes, I can I can say that. Oh, that doesn't mean I have to like you. no, no, not at all. I
1: mean, it's a lot of players that I I'm I'm I don't. And look, anybody will tell you, growing up. I was never a fan of Kobe Bryant. I didn't like Kobe. Do I respect his game? Yes. Do I believe he he have, he would have five rings if he didn't play with Shaquille O'Neal? No, absolutely not.
2: But to say that I, Shaq wouldn't have four rings if he didn't play with Kobe Bryant, but yes, I, he would. But no, yeah, he he he, <coughs> he wouldn't. It's a fact. It's been it's proven. You, you said if he if he didn't. If he, did, if he didn't play with Kobe, he wouldn't have four rings, four championships. Do I think Eddie Jones could have played in
1: those three championship series?
2: Bruh, you ain't not about to sit here and compare Eddie Jones to Kobe Bryant, dog. All I'm telling you is Eddie Jones is a perennial. all-star. Oh, sorry. That's all I'm telling you. You're not about to sit here and compare Eddie Jones to Kobe Bryant. I, this will be the last episode <laughs> of Don't Question Yourself. I will not come back next week and and – this, this 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 show will be over with. Do not sit here and say Eddie Jones I'm, could take over game four of NBA finals game against the against the Pagers on a sprint on a highly sprained ankle and get a win. You about to sit here and tell me Eddie Jones could do that.
1: I'm telling you that Eddie Jones is a perennial all star, and if he was playing with the most dominant force in the in, in in the NBA that Eddie Jones could indeed Why why did Eddie Jones stick around then? Because they wanted to go with the younger player, Kobe Bryant was what he was drafted, what ninth overall. They,
2: they, they remember they they played together. They played together for for a full season. Yeah, that was the first year uh, year Lakers have for all star. And and
1: I'm not taking anything away from Kobe and his
2: accolades, what he did throughout his career. But I'm just telling you, why didn't they bring back Eddie Jones then? And what did Eddie Jones going to do once once he once he left the Lakers? He went to
1: who did he go to right after he went to I believe Miami. Did he go to Miami? And then he went to the Grizzlies. If I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I mean, Eddie Jones was getting he was becoming an older player. And Kobe was the younger player. They wanted to go with the younger guy. And I understand it. Kobe was young. He was extremely athletic.
2: He wanted to go with the younger guy.
1: No, I'm I totally understand. He was he was a great player.
2: But he wasn't young. He wasn't a- Eddie Jones got drafted in '94. Kobe got drafted in '96. Yeah, Kobe got drafted '97. My bad, '97. Kobe got drafted. Uh, 96. No, '96. Yeah,
1: and he got drafted right out of high school. Right. Eddie Jones went to college.
2: That don't mean you. That don't mean you younger.
1: He, he is. He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't what? 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 Maybe four? What? Four years younger. That's, that's not. A, I, that's. It's a, a. Especially when you talk about. That's a lot of. That's a big difference. Twenty three
2: compared to what? Kobe. What was Kobe? That's like 90, him saying. That's like saying.
1: Kobe Bryant at 30, 34 was the same player he was at 30. Like, no, it's, it's not the same at all. Kobe, he was a better player at that's
2: 34. A, that's a whole look. He was a better player at 34. He was a better shooter.
1: Because he relied more it, on the jump shot, more than it, his athleticism. I would say if you talk about
2: his athleticism, yes, he's yes, is, yeah, exactly. gone,
1: yes. So they say, look, but instead, at, instead, of, instead of us having to pay both of them, when the time comes, we'll just go ahead and we'll, cause Kobe was good enough to start, and they, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal at the time was one of the top three NBA players in the in, in the league. Let's just be honest. Yes. And he he was surrounded with other guys that could shoot. Kobe was young, athletic, could drive to the bucket. So if Shaq gets double team, backdoor cut, Kobe put it in. Kobe go one on one with guys. If they needed to isolate. I'm not taking anything away from Kobe. But I'm just I'm I'm letting you know. Do I believe Shaquille O'Neal could have won r- multiple rings without Kobe Bryant? Yes.
2: No. Cause Eddie, cause Eddie Jones could, could not have done what Kobe's done. No. I'm not saying he was gonna do exactly what he did. Because, because if, because it, because if the, he because if, if he didn't win with the Lakers, who was he gonna win with? Because that Lakers deal was a six year deal. No,
1: he could he could I'm not saying I look, I'm not saying he could have done exactly what Kobe did, but do I believe that they could have won the championship? Yes. No. But it's okay because you're you're a Kobe loyalist, and I I appreciate that. Just like if you ask me, do I believe that Kobe was a superior athlete than Tracy McGrady? A healthy Tracy McGrady, I'll tell you no. I think I think a healthy Tracy McGrady is better than Kobe Bryant. Didn't win a ring. Didn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. But do I believe he was? Yeah, because one, I I've watched a lot of Tracy McGrady basketball. And you're a Tracy uh, McGrady loyalist.
2: Yeah, exactly. Same with you. <laughs> and it, it's okay. But but and and any any in between player will say Kobe is better than T Mac. Just I'm I'm just not any,
1: it. but because I've I've actually taken a poll. But I will say this. Back to Jason Willock and his comments on LeBron. Jason Willock got to give it up. I don't know I don't know what angle he was taking on that. I don't know what he was
2: taking when he said that. We, we, didn't, we didn't get to the end of it, but he said he wasn't saying that for, for clout or attention. Yes, you was.
1: Yeah, it, it, because he knew that the criticism of LeBron in in that fashion would generate a lot of people just start talking about it like we're doing right now. But most
2: importantly, your Kings have made a trade. Who they traded? Amon Schumpert. Good okay. I'm okay with that. Uh breaking NBA news. Uh once again. Uh three three team trade between Sacramento, Cleveland, and Houston. Sacramento sent Amon Schumbert to Houston. Cavs send Alec Burks and a second-round pick to, to your Kings. And Brandon Knight and the picks going to Cleveland.
1: Okay. That's, that's not a bad deal for Cleveland. We get rid of Amon Schumper contract. And we get a second-round pick out of it. So I'm okay with that. And Alec Burks. We get a second-round pick and get rid Hold of no, no, Amon no,
2: And Alec Burks.
1: Back to Jason Wollock. <laughs> but, yeah, you're talking about... To- but but the the thing that was the craziest to me though when he said that Tom Brady doesn't like to be referred to as the GOAT. he likes to be or what he said he he likes to be criticized. Well, look, Tom Brady and LeBron James are completely different. In more in in more ways than yeah 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 <laughs> in, in more ways than one. Uh, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round, so I, I I believe throughout his entire career he's always just played with that that chip on his shoulder. LeBron was the number 1 overall pick. He was the biggest phenom to come into the NBA since Michael Jordan retired. Since Kobe coming out of high school. He received the the most media
2: attention out of high school since Michael Jordan retired. Since Kobe coming out of high school. Kobe received a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of attention coming out of high school. He received he received a lot of attention, but he didn't get drafted with the number one overall. Right? Pick. Yeah, correct. But that's that's what I'm saying. Jordan wasn't Jordan wasn't high, wasn't highly. Uh, he was highly recruited out of high school, but I don't believe he was number one. I got fact check. I don't believe he was. Uh, no, he the was. Number one. He was drafted third. Yeah, but was, I don't believe he was number one player coming out of his high school high school uh, that high school draft class, high school year. No. I don't believe he was the number one high school ranked player in the country.
1: No, he, he, and he wasn't. But he, I mean, he went to North Carolina. Correct. Played under Dean Smith. Yep. But, and this is what I'm saying. He was even different than Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan even had a chip on his shoulder that he carried with him since his sophomore year of high school. When he got cut? When he got, well, he didn't get cut. He just didn't make varsity. Make varsity. varsity right. I think, yeah. I wish people would, <laughs> would, would stop saying that Michael Jordan got cut because he didn't. He just, he, he didn't get to start on varsity. He's he, he <laughs> it was his sophomore season people but I get it but Michael but look that's what Michael Jordan used to kind of to that's the chip that he carried on his shoulder to kind of push him LeBron James didn't have that he didn't need that he used his physical abilities his natural talent he was very basketball smart And, and that's what it was. It's not him being the only child and being raised by a single mother. That has zero, has nothing to do with it at all. He doesn't look, I, I don't believe he looks for affirmation. I don't think he minds being challenged by by people and their
2: opinions. Yeah. I mean, cause, and honestly, other than Brady, and I mean, and even Brady got caught up in something, and got got caught up in some. Has LeBron off the basketball court gotten any trouble, any situation? Jordan has, Brady did. Yeah. I, say, hey, I think
1: that's just one of those situations where Jason Woodlock was reaching, and he's still reaching.
2: Yeah. Don't question yourself, Jason Woodlock.
1: Yeah, so I I definitely question that. Big facts. But, hopefully, Bengals fans, they see positive results out of what will transpire with Zach Taylor. Hopefully, by the next
2: episode, we'll know who the defensive coordinator is. Maybe. Uh... I I, I think it may maybe take a few a few weeks all right
1: and how about this the next episode I want
2: to talk Reds maybe some Bearcat basketball maybe get some fellas some some Valentine's Day advice because next time next time we'll be on there it won't be Valentine's Day it'll It'll be be the day before before Valentine's Day but I think you're right
1: I think I got, I got a little. I got a little game. I could. I could. I could let go.
2: Let the the listeners hear this generate This this up and coming generation of men need to hear it because they they're they're lost out here, dog. Yeah, I could be uh, I could be this generation's uh,
1: black cupid. That's to be determined, though. But thank you so much for listening to. Don't question yourself.
2: I'm Mario DeRamis. As always, I'm Taryn Bland. Happy Gear Richard Die trying day one more time. And until next week, don't question yourself.